Welcome to the Washdown Podcast, episode number 78. And tonight I sit down with guest Craig Compton and Billy Clark. Um, both those guys are Air Force veterans and currently firefighters. And we have a good talk talking about mental health and things that they have been through. Um, also talking about the program that they went through that helped them, the battle within, which we'll leave some links in the description and all that good stuff. So hope you enjoy the conversation. Um, hope you get something out of it. So without further ado, here is the Washdown Podcast, episode number 78 with Craig Compton and Billy Clark. Um, yeah, doing that actually helped me. It was phenomenal. It put everything in place in my brain, really. I mean, obviously going through treatment and all that stuff yeah. helped out, but the neurofeedback, I think, doing it in the order that I did it really kind of cemented everything and helped. Because basically, I don't. I mean, you watched the episode, so yeah. she did a good job explaining it, but it just it's getting your brain operating how it's supposed to be. Like, you know, when you need to be activated, you can be activated, Okay. you know, and then whenever you, but you're able to come back down. So. Helps you self-regulate a lot better. Uh, yes. That's the, that's the one thing I picked up from it that I was like, all right, that's something I've, I've read about it a little bit, <clears throat> but whenever I was listening to it, it was one of those things that when she was talking about it, I'm like, okay, this sounds kind of badass. I think I might want to try this. Uh, yeah. Her contact information is on that. Okay. Um, so send her an email, phone call, whatever. Um, just tell her that I sent you. Cool. So maybe tilt your mic just a little bit more towards your face. Up or down? Up. up. Yeah. There you go. Good to go here? Yeah, you're I good. Just, I feel like sometimes I'm leaning in, so I might do like... <laughs> no. <laughs> Try to do what I do at work. Make sure it works. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I'm the worst. Cause somehow I bump it when I put them on. And we have, I don't know what headsets you guys. We, we have a bump right here that will turn your mic off. Uh-huh. And then they have a different, like, they can hot mic theirs to the dispatch, but mine as a driver just has the on-off. Mm-hmm. Well, I have that. And I bump it, so I put them on, and I'm, I guess I, and then I'm talking, everyone's like, we can't fucking hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have headphones anymore. Really? Yeah. We didn't get them with the new rigs that we got seven, eight years ago. Oh, my goodness. We had them with the ones before. Yeah. How do you hear? You yell a lot. Nobody would wear them. Oh, dude, every... Dude, I mean, re- rescues have them. I think rescues are the only ones that don't ever wear them anymore. There's a couple companies because you're. Like, I mean, eh. you're like. I mean, you're in an F550, so you're like okay. right there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I don't. Me personally, I the crew that I was on at the time, whenever we had them, mm-hmm. my shift we wore them every day, mm-hmm. and it was it was phenomenal because we could we could talk back and forth to each yeah, yeah. other. I could call out directions from the back because yep. I was the map book guy. Yep. Exactly. Know? And so I'm sitting there, oh, take a right, take a left. It, okay, and we're yep. third house on the right. We're there. But it just got to the point where everybody else, there were a lot of companies where the headsets were getting taken off the rig. They were getting thrown in compartments and just oh, yeah. they were getting destroyed. And I mean, they just didn't replace them and nobody said anything. Ours look like they're from the 80s, but they work. There's a lot of good stuff in the 80s. And there's someone who, there's someone refurbishing them. It's because we'll, we'll, send them off and they'll get fixed and come back so yeah, yeah. i i 100 percent believe they're a good thing and totally yeah. endorse the use of them because 
I'm partially deaf in this ear because of not wearing them and listening to the freaking Federal while right. I'm driving. Yeah, I didn't so, even think about the actual ear protection. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I was just talking about, like, you know, being able to hear and not yeah. yell. I mean, because even if I'm yelling at him, hey, turn left, he's like, okay, Dick. <laughs> like, I know, it's a, it, you know, but you're yelling, so. You don't have to be Sam Jackson all the time. Right. <laughs> well, Billy Craig, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it, bud. Yeah. So, who wants to go first? Who wants to be? <laughs> I, I'll go first. I I probably drugged him into some of this, so. Oh, well, there you go. I'll, yeah. Um, From the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah. Well, kind of vice versa. He, I, the fire service, I probably talked to Billy. Yeah. And then, but the whole mental health thing. You know, hey, you're being a dick without telling me he's being a dick and then telling me he's being a dick. Yeah. How many times did you have to try the you're being a dick without being a dick before it was the dick thing? Um, I don't think I I don't think we ever had the conversation of like. This is how you are. It was always like, hey, dude, this this is what I this is what helped me. Yeah. Ah. Like I saw this in myself or someone said, hey, you're doing this and you probably don't realize it. And then I started seeing the same thing in Billy. Um, you know, other guys asking, what's up with Billy? He seems a little, you know, this way, that way. And so I finally just had a conversation and then. That was like a month later. I called him and said, Hey, I'm ready. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, gosh, your history, background, mom, dad name. What do you need? Um, yeah. Start at the very <laughs> beginning. <laughs> so gosh, no, well, man. Just... Me and, so me and this guy, we went to high school together. He was a couple years ahead of me. So, uh, knew each other then. Uh, he, you went off to the military after you did. Yeah. After I did. Yeah. So I went, uh, aircraft structures, uh, F-15, C-130s, uh, lived in Alaska. Uh, awesome. Um, not a cold weather person. So summers were cool, but winter sucked. So what is aircraft structures? So everything to do with airframe. So if you think of like the frame of a car, fenders, hinges, now take that to the aircraft world. Okay. Right. So. Uh, except in nuts and bolts, it's rivets, different kind of fasteners like that. So, right. um, so you're like a body man for airplanes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Inspections. Uh, co- they call it corrosion control. Everyone else calls it the paint barn, you know? Uh, but did that for four, four years up in Elmendorf and then went out to Whiteman for a couple of years on the A-10, uh, and then, uh, got the opportunity to go over to Saudi Arabia on a contract. And uh, spent a little over a year, year and a half or so in Saudi Arabia uh, doing that. And then that's when uh, my fire service idea began. I had a buddy call. He uh, said, hey, we should use that GI Bill and go <laughs> go to the fire academy. It's a great use of the GI Bill. Yeah, yeah. So, And I knew his brother, his older brother was um, uh, in the fire service. And, you know, he, he loved it. Always talked about, when are you guys doing this, you know? Stop messing around with that job and get this real job. Yeah. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, dude. You know? And uh, he calls, hey, let's do that. So I got a hold of his older brother. He sent me some books to, I mean, I'm sitting in the desert, you know, so read some fire books. Uh, very, very exciting stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then came Collapse back. Collapse of a burning building? Yeah. or <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny because I had to, I called the school, Blue River. Uh, had an awesome secretary uh, at the time. I, I'm, I'm probably not there anymore, but anyway, uh, called and said, Hey, you know, so-and-so I'd like to use, you know, GI bill 
to the fire school and she's like, all right, there's two spots left for this fall, coming fall. I was like, okay, I won't. And one of them, she goes, okay, come up and sign this paperwork. Like, I, <laughs> I'll be there yeah. in 27 hours. I did I did the typical, uh, can my mom do that? <laughs> and she laughed. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm on the other side of the world right now. And my mom lives down the street. So, like, if I can just get, get you an IOU, you know. <laughs> Um, and she laughed and she's like, yeah, have, you know, whoever, whoever you need come up and, and I got a slot in and guess who wasn't there day one, <laughs> my buddy. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Bailed on you. Yeah. I was like, cool, cool, man. Uh, he, he ended up going, uh, a semester or two later, but anyway, so did that and yeah, came in the fire service, ended up getting back in the military, uh, on the fire service side. Um, through a guy I worked with, he says, Hey getting ready to have a family. Um, TRICARE is awesome. You know, uh, training, all that stuff on the fire side with, with the Air Force is awesome. So that would be, well, like two, 2013 got back in. And uh, yeah, went through the, then went through the military side of things, fire school, all that stuff. And uh, they had Rosecrans a couple of years up north, uh, smaller departments, and then my wife actually called me out. We had a we have a, a guy that we work with now. He jumped from my department over, and she was like, "Oh, I didn't know they were hiring. Isn't that where you wanted to go?" And I was like, <laughs> "All Intent? all comfortable as shit where I'm at, you know?" Yeah, like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> so applied, got on, and then literally we're going through the training, the whole new guy stuff, and. Uh, getting ready, you know, got, got my assignments for training and then I got my papers to deploy Oh, uh, and I didn't, I had no idea. I wasn't like, I, though they're saying, I'm like, okay, now I got to do this all over again. Cause yeah. I didn't know about, you know, I, I hadn't deployed as a employee somewhere before. Yeah. So, uh, I had no idea how that worked. So end up you're protected. Yeah. So, um, I got through my training and then literally the next day on airplane off to military training and then overseas and, uh, yeah, came back, uh, which the comeback process, I don't know if you were military or not, or, uh, the comeback process, uh, is abrupt. Um, you know, you're, I, I, I went to Afghanistan for six months, uh, gosh, within a week from six five six days from being afghanistan to uh hey you're off for 30 days and uh here's your wife and two kids uh uh i could see how that would be jarring yeah and yeah I'm surprised they don't do a little bit better job of so surprise transition there's that. a I, there is I, a yeah. program um i shouldn't it's not a program yeah it's air quote program um it's a checklist that they go through that's a dod we're here to help you we care get off the stage check the box do the thing right um they had a group probably my my tipping point with the give a shit scale was i was in that program it's a day you have to go Mm -hmm. right it's a day you have to go and we have some sweet little old lady some nana is there explaining art therapy and tables that are a foot and a half off the ground mm-hmm. 
and something that you're super ready to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that she probably does that on the civilian side, you know, mm-hmm. and people who have signed up for programs or whatever in, yeah. in their own situations. Uh, and now here we are checking a box and you've got guys who are from all different branches who just fit this time frame. Yeah. And now you're sitting at a table with an army guy, a Marine and, uh, Nana's telling you, so if you cut shapes and you feel this way and you, and you're like, there's a bar. If I take three steps out to the right, Nana's already checked me in. <laughs> so yeah. I don't need to do circles and squares and yeah so um got absolutely nothing out of that program for some reason um i I can't imagine (laughs) why yeah yeah (laughs) so uh came back work working uh with fire department uh that helped i mean being around other shitheads you know Mm -hmm. uh similar atmosphere yeah yeah it wasn't like I was like pouring my heart out, but you know, you come in, get some, you know, guy rips on you, joking, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah. okay, you know, you, you kind of fall back into the the yeah. fold there, and um, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, but started getting back, also going back to drill, and a lot of those same frustrations started coming up. Uh, basically, you know, being in a fire department that runs calls, legit stuff, and then going and doing computer-based training on how to put an AC unit in a tent when we don't do that. Yeah. You know, that all of that stuff. Uh, super frustrating and anyhow. So ended up going to, to a – I can't remember what drill it was. But anyway, we, we go and it's the – someone had gotten in trouble. Someone had gotten a DUI or, or whatever – and so you know the drill. As soon as that happens, it's all hands on deck. We're going to do don't drink and drive class. Don't drink and do this. Don't do drugs. Don't do, you know. And then at the end, you get a, you know, an E1 who got suckered into doing the process or the the uh, PowerPoint. And today we're going to talk about suicide. And you're like, what? Yeah. Again, you're checking a box. Right. And the yeah. the guy talking is scared shitless. It's his first day back since basic. He got literally <laughs> roll of shit downhill. He goes, hey, do you know how to work a clicker? Yeah. That, that's called delegation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a big ball of shit when it gets to the bottom. Yeah, it is. So uh, sat through that the next day, pretty much the same thing. And we have a mutual friend on the police side. Uh, I go, so I worked Friday off work, go to drill Saturday, Sunday, come back on Monday. Monday we roll in and I'm like, oh I'm back at back at the firehouse, uh, you know, shooting the shit, doing the thing, and I come back and hey, we got uh this suicide prevention training and I just like fuck this <laughs> like let's do another check the box situation. Uh-huh. Right. So we go and it's it's at one of our stations and we go and uh the guy's doing his his thing and he's talking and I'm not engaged at all. I'm I'm out looking at cars on marketplace, whatever, you know. And uh he has a slide up on the on the PowerPoint and, which is the absolute best training you could do. PowerPoint, by the way. <laughs> and I just glanced up and the first thing I, I don't remember what they all said, but I was like, Oh, fucking check that, yeah. And I go back to I'm doing the slide slip there and he's talking and Someone's 
actually engaging with him. Yeah. You always yeah. got one. Yeah. You okay. got that one yeah. person in training which, that which asked probably, questions. Which probably, you know, <laughs> hindsight was probably like, yeah, uh, that guy was asking legit questions, and I'm like, just roll on with the thing so we can go. And so I sit there, and I look up again, and I'm like, oh, yeah, check that one. Check that out, man. Fuck. Check. Yep. Or maybe I should pay attention. <laughs> maybe. So about the last 15 minutes, I actually listen, and then I go up to the guy afterwards. I'm like, hey, I'm asshole number one. Like, I haven't listened to shit you've been saying. But I want to know what you've been saying. So if you could redo this. <laughs> no, so he, Give me the cliff notes. Yeah, so he, yeah. he uh, basically, you know, he handed me the pamphlet. He handed me a card. Call me, whatever, you know. So kicked around that card in my wallet for a little while. Um, a weird series of events kind of uh, happened. Um, we had a training, an outside training opportunity come up. And uh, I signed up for it. Again, I was back with the, with the fire service. And this was legit training. Um, and so and it was put on by guys who wanted to train, who wanted to do new things and you know, see what's out there in the fire service that's, that's doable realistically. Mm -hmm. And so signed up for it, um, had some time off with the department that I could attend. And, uh, so Monday they do like this, the, all the lectures, you know, so roll in, I can't remember where it's at, but anyway, roll in, nice auditorium, roll in. The guys are talking like, Hey, we have a, we have a speaker coming for lunch. We're providing lunch and we had a speaker coming, uh, former Navy SEAL, um, has a nonprofit for uh, basically first responder military burn victims. And uh, so super awesome guy came in, um, talked, you know, to us, with us at our level, you know, was saying all the things that made sense, you know, for, for his, how he connected. And then uh, a lot of guys had questions, you know, what about this? What about that? And he kind of hit on one thing um, about like getting help when he got out and it was like, a, it was just a little mention and I was like, Oh shit. Okay. I mean, this guy's a Navy seal. They're bulletproof, right? Like, mm -hmm. and this dude's talking about, she's frustrated. Hmm. Okay. But he just nonchalant. He was like, yep, that's this. And bam, bam, went through it. This is what I did. This, I got help. And I was like, fuck. Okay. So now there's two seeds, you mm -hmm. know? And, uh, I think it was that night or the next night they do the social down at uh, uh, downtown Boulevard. They do the fundraising part of it, right? Mm -hmm. And you go and people are bidding on things and whatever. And uh, I see this particular guy up at the uh, up at the bar. He's asking for a water. So I'm like, hmm, that's don't drink what? So go up, uh, introduce myself, um, ask him a couple questions about you know what he's got to do around Kansas City, you know, shooting the shit. And then kind of just leaned in. I was like, dude, what was that piece you were talking about with, you know, coming back frustrated and talk to someone? And he just nonchalantly, like, I mean, just any other conversation was like, okay, talking about it. And, you mm -hmm. know, it kind of hit some points that I was frustrated with. I'm like, yeah, I'm pee on nobody and Navy SEAL, how, you know, like same frustrations and things. And, and so I just asked, I had that guy's card in my pocket. And I was like, hey, man, what do you think? You know, I don't know what kind of program you went through. I said, but this guy just presented to our department. So what do you – have you ever heard of it? Is it a like-minded program? 
And one of his guys had come over, they were catching a flight, and he's like, hey, got to go. And I was like, I felt like, personally, I was like, oh, this is the... <laughs> the brush off? The dish, the date. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll send a guy a text, you you act like yeah. we got to go. And uh, he's like, hey, write your number on the back of this card. I'll check it out, and I'll give you a call. I'm flying back in town, wife pregnant, all the, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. So in, the, in between all that, what we had talked about was potty training. And in my mind, I go, I got a Navy SEAL right here. And we're talking. I biffed it. Of all the things you could talk about. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like cars, whatever. You yeah. know, I'm not a gun guy, but I can fake it, right? Yeah. Oh, the thing. Cool. Yeah. Uh, potty training. Right. And so I'm like, fuck, brushed off. Good. That, I mean, a slick move. Cool. Um, but no shit. The next day, guy calls. Whoa. All right. And he says, hey, I checked it out. Seems like it's a kind of a similar program that he had went through. And um, he had looked it up. He says, hey, they have, a, they have a date available in like two weeks. And I was like, all right. Are you going? He's like, no dipshit. <laughs> That's for <laughs> That's you, That's an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, oh, yeah, okay, back to me. Uh, so he said, but do me a favor. Don't look into it. Don't f- ask about it. Don't – whatever you're going to do, you're going to devalue it, right? You're going to find a reason yeah. not to go, right? Yeah. He goes, fill out the thing, sign up, wait, go. I mean, everything down to the day that morning. Like I had gotten a week off of work. I go down. My, my wife at that time had started working from home. I go down to the office and shooting the shit. And she's like, so you're ready? And I was like, eh, maybe I'll just, I mean, I got a week off. Yeah. You can work from anywhere. Let's let's go on a yeah. vacation, mm-hmm. you know? And she's like, not with your dumb ass. <laughs> You know, it's like it's gonna Good be for a, her. It's gonna be a vacation <laughs> with you gone. You know, so yeah, all right. So I, I didn't have shit else to do. Got there early. You know, first second guy there, mm-hmm. and uh, luckily, you know, I took the guy's advice. Uh, seemed to know what he's talking about. Um, didn't know anything about diaper training, potty training. So, uh, but he knew about this. So, uh, yeah, went through, dove in, and. He's like, you know, he had told me, go through Friday, give me a call back, let me know what you think. And uh, so I went through the program, um, called him on Friday. He's like, you know, what's your takeaways, you know? Like, one, I've been doing a lot of shit wrong. Um, But I'm on, like, I'm just on the other side of, you know, like, turn this thing one degree, Mm -hmm. and I'm off in another direction. You know what I mean? I don't have to make huge leaps every day, you yeah. know, two hours of meditation, four hours. Like, I don't have to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Just a little bit. And, uh, so we talked, it was talked for almost an hour and, uh, he kind of, you know, feedback what he had went through, you know, fallbacks, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, he goes, okay, well, your, uh, your next step is to give back to help others now that you've done your thing, you know? I was like, "Fuck! I didn't, I didn't think that far yeah. ahead." So there's, there's uh, <laughs> more work. Getting homework now. Yeah. So I was like, "All right," and I reached out. Um, Josh, one of our our mutual buddies now, um, had, I reached out to him. Hey, 
And it's, it's very typical, that type of program, you come off of like a, fr- they call it a Friday high, mm-hmm. right? You're ready to save the world. Everything is great. I have this little bit of information and I'm going to run with it, right? Yep. And so I'm, I'm pretty sure I was one of, you know, nine guys that reached out. There were nine guys in my cohort. So I'm sure there was nine <laughs> guys who reached out and was like, dude, I'm ready. What do you need? I'll take the trash out. I'll, you know, whatever. And uh, it was a few months later, uh, him or Nate or someone who reached out, hey, if you're still interested in, you know, coming back to volunteer, then, you know, this is the cohort, you know, come on. And, and I just hit the ground running. Uh, luckily, the department I'm with, they're pretty open to it, you know. Uh, the guys I work with were uh, able to trade with me. You know, as soon as I as soon as I kind of mentioned, you know, like, what are you doing, vacation? I'm like, oh, well, with this program and we're doing this. Oh, yeah, cool. Say no more, man. That's cool. I appreciate it. And, uh, man, it was, it's been wicked supportive the whole way. That That's awesome. And I, I mean, that's probably my biggest takeaway is that I didn't see that coming. I didn't, ex- I didn't know about it. I didn't expect it. And so. Well, it's nice that you have that culture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think some, some of the, some guys don't, won't talk to me about it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not everyday conversation. Yeah. But, um, it is a, it, it feels like it's a thing where, you know, guys will say, Hey man, I appreciate that. Hey, I, I heard about this. That's cool, man. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's not all bro hugs and, you know, yeah, but, no, I, I know what you're getting at, Yeah, but yeah, yeah. so, no, but it, it's nice that you have that, that support and that culture there, even if it's not, you know, all high fives and shit, yep. it's still, there's still that support there of, yeah, man, we appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. So, cause I can tell you not all departments are like that. Yep. Cause there's still a lot of them out there that have that culture of, oh, you're doing all right. You go stand over in that corner. We yep. kind of. They're yeah, going you know. to acknowledge that that's yep. a problem or an issue. Oh, well, period. it's yeah. it's not a problem. I mean, you know, firemen, we don't <laughs> drink too much, take drugs, uh, have girlfriends and cheat on our wives and, you know, shoot ourselves in the faces. Yep. Yeah, and it's some a, a lot of those issues come up at every department, you know, um, and it's – I think those issues being so public and there and in your face is one of the things that's making those guys that – want to drink it away, you know, as soon as that hangover is done, we're, we're done thinking about it, you know, um, that's turning, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, guys are getting injured. Guys are losing that identity as a firefighter, whether it's through injury or retirement. Mm -hmm. And then they're just stuck with themselves, Yep. you know, and whatever that is. And, and you know, the old saying, I'm sure it's at every department, um, your replacements, hired oh yeah you know we can get somebody right off the street and fill that spot everybody's replaceable right i think i hold my stuff down on my shift with my crew and do the thing a week later they're laughing with some other dude yeah (laughs) you know well that and that's kind of that tricky thing about you know you hear about the the family aspect and the brotherhood and the bond and all Mm -hmm. that stuff and it's there and it is a real thing with sure. the fire service, yep. you know, just same as the military, police department, and all that stuff. But we're just cogs in a wheel, ultimately, yeah. because it really is yep. the next person is going to step yep. up. And, and you, ha- I mean, you have friends. You have, you have, you know, your guys that you talk to outside of shift, and you yeah. know that kind of thing. So I'm not saying you're going to lose that, but you know, if you think that you know you're the best driver on that rig, or you you know pull the best yeah. line, and 
whatever. It's not going to work without me. Yeah. Guess what? It worked how? for 100 plus years right. before you. <laughs> I just don't see how anything can happen if I'm not there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always joke around that when I'm not there, my shift doesn't laugh. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, we're laughing. It's just at your expense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it. So, so what's the... We haven't even mentioned the program. What's the program oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so I went <laughs> I went through the Battle Within. Okay. And I went through, uh, gosh, April, May, April, May, something like that, uh, cohort number four of 2019. So, yeah, since then, like I said, I, I had a few months of uh, pause mm-hmm. and then uh, came back as a volunteer, came back as a mentor, um, and then now I'm uh, the mentor coordinator. Nice. So guys who are going through, now I'm the guy that gives people the pause. <laughs> uh, you're going to take a knee for a second. Yeah. And yeah. then when we're sure this is taken, yep. then you're going to be back in. Yeah. And, and and the friendships built through that has been awesome. Yep. You know, uh, talking to people on a more interactive human level, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whether it be veterans or fire service guys or, or cops. I mean, that's kind of the forbidden thing to do, you know. You, like you talk to them like more than yeah. making fun of them uh i don't know i we've had a bunch of cops on the on the podcast and i mean I, down to a one they've all been cool yeah and yeah you know i mean and we interact with them on a daily basis you know we see right. them on calls yep. traffic yep. wrecks or whatever For it may sure. be Dude, i would not want their job Dude, there's not a no there's not a paycheck. No, there's the, not the, a zero that yeah. you could add to the right. end of any number that yeah. would make me want to do that. And right. I've told them that. Yeah, and it's like no, I'm I'm out. Nope. And, and yeah, I mean we've all been there. The the whole flip side of you know you're talking to a patient. What's going on? What'd you take? What'd your buddy take? We're not the cops. We're not here. As soon as a cop walks in the door, hey, fuck you guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're like. Ah. What kind of shit do they get when we're not right there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I Nope. And that's just personally. That's not online, news. Oh, yeah. All that other stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyhow, yeah, the relationships built from that has been, you know, um, all aspects that go through military. Like I guess uh, basically it's anyone um, from the moment you call 911, right? I mean, it's a blanket military, Coast Guard, even included Coast Guard you're in. Uh <laughs> They're not part of the DAD anymore. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> uh, basically, from the moment you call 911, so that dispatcher, all the way from to the person who lets you out of the, you know, signs the paperwork, letting you out of the uh, emergency room or hospital, whatever, that whole system is included in being able to go through the program. So, Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's needed. And, then, and I think that's one thing that a lot of people, and we've kind of talked about a little bit, on the podcast about dispatchers and Mm -hmm. like the things that they go through and stuff. (laughs) That's another, it's a whole different animal, Yep, you know, and the stresses involved and yep, Yeah. People don't think about that. I had to be, so with, with our military stuff with the air force, uh, you are trained as tele telecommunicator, right? And the particular place that I worked, you work in dispatch for a 24 hour shift. No, <laughs> no, and and it was like just BS. Check the you know runway checks, weather checks. The nothing crazy, nothing at all like a city department would 
put dispatchers in. Yeah. Strong no. Yeah. Yeah, strong no. Yeah. There's, not for me either. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I got to do it when I was active duty. We had to do it. That was our light duty. So if you got injured, you went to dispatch for however long you were injured. You did a regular 12-hour shift in dispatch. And the first time I was in dispatch, I uh, was there for two months, I think. And it was off at Air Force Base. It was a base of like 15,000 people. So it's it's got base housing. It's got everything. Yeah. So we we had to take 911 calls for kind of a very small city. Hell no. Yeah. That sucked. <laughs> yeah. And I my I, I was a I was at an Air National Guard base. We didn't have base housing. So it was like open during the day, pretty much shut down at night. I mean you're you have your regular flight schedules, training, whatever. But uh yeah. Not like your job is the screen in front of you, someone calls, do the thing, and then wait. Yeah. And never know. Yeah. You you're pre- Yep. Almost assuredly never going to find out what right. actually happened. Right. And I think that's, I've heard a lot of dispatchers talk about that in, you know, different Yeah, I never thought stuff. about that. And it's like, that's one of the things that kind of seems to be a general theme of what kind of eats at them mm-hmm. is they don't know what the outcome is, you know, or they hear things on the radio, especially police dispatchers. For whenever, sure. You know, you have shots fired or something like that. And they're like, you hear people die. And yep. there's nothing you can do about it. So, yeah, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't do it again. That's another paycheck that just not enough zeros. Nope. Nope. No way. So what's your story? You done? I mean, I, I you know, I could talk. So I know. Just... That's what I'm <laughs> we're going to circle back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, circle you're back. good. We'll, we'll, we'll get on you for a little bit. Uh, like Craig said, we grew up in the same town. Um, Sorry, uh, you're good. Grew up in the same town, and uh, I wanted to be I wanted to be a firefighter since I was in first grade. We did a tour of a fire station. Growing up, that was the one thing that always stuck with me was being a fireman. Always wanted to. Fast forward, like graduating high school, I was supposed to go to college. Took a year off, turned down scholarships. It's coming to work, like a real job. So I worked at like Brinks Armored Car Company, like throwing bags of coin into a hopper. For a year, I'm like, fuck this. I'm, I'm going to college. <laughs> Went to college, I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. really want to be a fireman. I don't need to be here for that. No. So, kind of had a debate then of, do I want to make money or do I want to be a fireman? Didn't decide on either for a while. I <laughs> uh, waited until I was about 23, and uh, I, was, I signed up to go to a, an academy. And it was like a year and a half wait to get in. So, I started looking at other options, and I was like, could actually join the military and become a firefighter. Found out a way to get a guarantee contract with the Air Force to um, join, go to a fire academy, serve my country, um, and had to wait eight months to get in instead of the year and a half. I was like, I get to travel and see the world. Went to the fire academy, got stationed three hours from home, in Omaha, <laughs> Nebraska. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I had talked to you when I was home on leave from school or yeah. from just leave in general. Yeah. yeah, I think you had either signed up or wanted I to was, sign up. Yeah. I was thinking I was I was I think I had signed up when you and I talked. Yeah, I said hey, I'm joining. And you're like well, you haven't joined yet. Yeah, you're not really fucking joining. Yeah, don't talk to me. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went to uh, 
uh, off at Air Force Base, and I was there for three years, deployed from there to Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan, we forward deployed to Afghanistan, came back home, and there was no, like, Nana teaching a painting class or an art class. It was like, welcome home. And it was, I think I was home within, I think it was uh, 48 hours from the time we left to the time we landed. And we landed and processed really quick, very short checklist, got 15 days off, came back to Kansas City, spent time with my brother, went out to a bar, and the first time I noticed anything was weird, I didn't notice it, my brother did. He's like, hey man, you're okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine, why? He's like, you're not you. Like, you're watching everyone in the bar right now. Like, you're not laughing, you're not smiling, you're just sitting there watching everything. I'm like, well, yeah, cause uh, no, no one, no one here's gonna shoot at me. No one's, no one's shooting mortars or fucking RPGs. Shit, I need to relax. That was as far as I went with that for a very long time. Uh, deployed again later on after I went from off at Air Force Base to Lodges Field, small island in the Azores, which was awesome. I loved it there. I was there for two years, a little over two years. Deployed to UAE for a year, or for not a year. For one deployment for six months, um, came back, still same processing checklist. Um, anytime I had shit going on, my go-to was drinking. I was like, well, this doesn't feel good. I'm going to numb this. Classic varsity move. Yeah. Um, it was effective in the moment. That's about it. Mm-hmm. But... Um, one of the things that solidified me wanting to be a fireman when I was a kid uh, was my dad passed away when I was nine. And I've kind of figured out that part of my motivation for it was maybe I can stop that from happening to some other nine-year-old kid. Um, so and it was like a, he got, he was, it was a four-wheeler accident, died suddenly. And it was just a place that there was no one who could fucking save him anyway. There was nothing that, could, that anyone could have done. But in my mind, I can do something because I'm that special cog in that wheel and that entire machine that yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just another fucking cog in the machine. It's just fine. We can save everyone. Yeah, every patient until we can't. Yeah, and it's okay not to. Really? No, I'm saying when it happens, mm-hmm. I'm like oh, it's fine. You know, there's there's this. We did it. We did the best we could. It's not going to affect me. Fuck, it doesn't. <laughs> Dude, that's such a common, ugh, if I just had a nickel for every time. Because that's what, I mean, a lot of us think that. I oh, thought yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, the the first dead person that I remember running was, like, my second day on OJT. Day one. My yeah. first call was a SIDS call. Mine was an old lady that looked very much like my grandmother. Oh, fuck. Who had just passed away. And she was in a nursing home on suicide watch. So they took everything out of the room except the bathtub, which she climbed in and drowned herself in. So, hey, sub, get in there and pull her out and do CPR for 30 minutes and you're not going to get her back. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't bother me. Not one bit. (laughs) Nope. Not at all. Nope. I got back from my first call, which was a sets call at like three o'clock in the morning. And I'm my. This is day one, my first medical call I've ever run. Like, oh, that's first rough. day, 
on the job, like out of like the, all my training stuff. Mm-hmm. First company I'm with, my captain at the time, this was like 2004, so he was actually kind of progressive uh, because I'm sitting at the kitchen table after we get back from the st- back from the call. Everyone else goes to bed. I'm sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck did I get into? I can't do this job. Like, this is this is messing with me now. And everyone else probably just went to bed. Yeah, they just went to bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like 45 minutes later, my captain gets up to go pee in the middle of the night, walks by. He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, it's bothering you, that call? I'm like, Yeah, dead I'm kid. Like, fuck, what? <laughs> How do I? I'm... How am I supposed to, if I'm just going to fucking answer it honestly. Yeah, it's fucking with me, Cap. That's good that it is. You'll get over it. Wow. Sage words of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think <clears throat> the first, well, growing up at Independence, you see stuff. Uh, car wrecks in particular growing up are just privy to see, you know, and so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I was lucky that uh, the parents that I grew up with, uh, very open, honest, didn't sugarcoat anything. So if I had a question, it was, I mean, blatantly answered, which was sometimes like, oh, but you got your answer, you know. Um, And so seeing a couple of car wrecks and, you know, near the house, uh, you know, on the weekends out with friends seeing that kind of stuff. Um, asking questions, going through those emotions of, of seeing that, like, I didn't understand it, but I knew that talking about it, like with my parents, with, you know, my friends that were, were there, whatever, um, helped. I didn't know why, what the rhyme arena was, you know, later on, you know, growing, you know, getting away from those friends, uh, then it was turned, you know, if you talk, why are you talking about that? You know, we don't talk about that. You know, well, that, that bad thing that happened that was last weekend. Cool. It's last weekend. Yeah. You know, uh, that, that kind of thing. Um, and then with the fire service, my first call was a Nana, uh, peacefully in her sleep. Right. And, uh, the, the department I was with, uh, ran it ambulance assist. So ambulance is a different crew coming in. That medic decided, uh, no, there's not enough things and they don't have the DNR. So we're working it. Okay. What? Yeah. Um, choice as a new guy, I, Billy, I'll tell you, I probably put my foot in my mouth. (laughs) more. Yeah. He's not hesitant to open his mouth. Yeah. (sighs) And you know what I'm feeling? You know, I'm not the guy that's like, I wonder what he thinks about that. Like, usually it's like, I probably didn't have to talk about that right now. Uh, But, yeah, so new guy, smaller department, kind of had it out with the medic. Really just a what the fuck. Like, like I'm an EMT, you're a medic. How could you not see this, 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 and this? Like, and you guys weren't here very quick. Family members got here before you. You know? Yeah, that's... So then I make a call. I'm like, I, I have a Nana. <laughs> Does she have a DNR? Because, like, I know my little cousins and everyone are, are there. Yeah. They don't need to see this shit. You know? 
So a couple of, my first reaction was to, you know, f- fuck that guy. First off, we're going to talk to that guy. And then <laughs> call, make sure Nana has the DNR, you know, because again, like family, family member, you, you don't see that stuff every day. Yeah. You know? No, and that's traumatic for the family. Right. Especially, you know, like going in their sleep and all that stuff. Everything can be kind of peaceful. Yep, and exactly. That's like a happy ending almost. Yeah. yeah. Like yep. Ideal ending, not yeah. happy. It's, I mean, if and, you're 34 and it happens, oh, a, shit. Yeah. That's like, different. That's yeah. fucked. But, but if how, you're 87 yeah. and it happens. Like, and then you've got four firemen, two guys off the ambulance, whatever, and you're dragging Nana off the bed onto the floor. Off the bed on the floor. on her chest. Yeah. Yep. And then, you know, jabbing her with needles yep. and pumping oh, yeah, her. Oh, yeah, the little drill through the shin. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool unless they have a titanium rod in their <laughs> leg. And then that makes a really bad sound. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. I haven't heard so, that yet. Yeah, yeah that was – so it's, that, that said – and then, yeah, of course, you know, the, the, the person that I was working with that day had a, a good pull aside like, hey, sometimes we hate the ambulance crew. We just don't let them know it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so what I will say to that, and let me preface it by saying I agree. I think that was crap. But so not everybody has the same procedures, SOPs, and all of that stuff. And especially if you're running with different municipalities Mm -hmm. or different, like if it's a private ambulance company or something like that, there are certain things that maybe they have to do that we don't fall under but they do or, right. you know, so, certain things that you have to do that they don't have to do or criteria that has to be met. And it's always good to take a step back before, mm-hmm. you know, and I say that now, right? like five years ago, I probably wouldn't have said that. Yeah. I probably would have jumped down somebody's throat. Yeah. So I kind of went back and asked not necessarily about this call, but what is, you know, because I feel like we checked a lot of boxes on not mm-hmm. doing the whole thing, you know, and uh, pretty much across the board, if this, 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 and this is set, then there's no, you know, with age, everything else, like, w- there's no reason. Yeah. Okay. So now I've definitely gotten to situations where I didn't think things were right. And once I got more information, ooh, I was wrong. Okay. You know, and then you got to go on the apology tour, you know, but man, that's a really, really crappy tour to be on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the humble pie is not good tasting. No. So, uh, but yeah. And, and one, the, the crew I was with learned a lot about me that day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but then also like, I'm, I'm, I was probably quick to get pissed off, but I was also quick to talk about it, you know? Like, this is why I'm pissed off. This is what I saw, right? Not like, F that guy. He's a, you know, doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. You know, this is what I saw, and I felt like that was unnecessary. You know, now we have five people from the family who are like, this yeah. place is shit, you know? Yeah. Whatever services are offered, you know? Yeah. So. Back to your story. Back to my story. Oh, uh, you weren't done. Sorry. <laughs> no, I think really. he was barely started. Yeah. <laughs> ah, shit. Where was I? Oh, so still in the military or still in the Air Force. Um, 
did my second deployment uh, in a pre- in a place that should have been pretty cake, um, and shit went down, shit went wrong, and one of my buddies ended up getting uh, shot by security forces because someone wasn't trained properly, and we thought we were taking sniper fire in the middle of a fucking base that we had no hostiles around us because no one said anything over the radio. We were hunkered down. He stopped the truck after getting shot, uh, climbed out, fell onto the ground. We pulled him behind some barriers. Five minutes, nothing on the radio. They're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And finally, finally the two guys that were in the tower overlooking the spot we were at were like, hey, it was us. Sorry. (sighs) Yeah. Um, I, I don't have words for that. Yeah, and the best part was it was uh, how it was set up. There was a, there was a tower looking over the intercontrol point, and uh, in that tower they have an M60 set up, um, set up like directly in line with someone trying to drive through without authorization too. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy had to take a shit, so they sent up another guy who wasn't trained to relieve him. As the one guy's about to walk out to take a shit, fire truck comes driving through. As the fire truck's driving through. The guy who wasn't trained leaned down and said, oh, hey, look, it's a fireman. Boom, boom, boom. Popped off three rounds. He may have shit himself then, too, because he didn't think it was going to go off. But hit the truck perfectly in the middle because it's set up exactly the right spot. Yeah. Uh, one of the rounds splintered, uh, hit my buddy, like, actually in the eye and got lodged back. He ended up losing his eye. We show up in a country that not a whole lot of people know we're there in uniform with a GSW. Because we were on a base that wasn't set up for anything. They had a clinic. No trauma room, no surgeon, no nothing. So we had to take him off base, covered in blood, showed up. The guy who ended up shooting him, or guy who shot him, uh, got the same punishment as uh, a guy, another guy I know who had a no-contact order and violated it because this person said, I'm going to kill myself. So he called 911, and he was closer than anyone, so he went over to check on her. Same punishment. Not acceptable. Nope. But that's the military. Yep. Pretty I much. mean, and kind of the fire department in some it aspects. Under, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's perfect summary of all of it. Yeah. Um, that one messed with me a bit. I didn't, re- I didn't realize it for a while, but I was pissed. I was pissed at a lot of things. That was the deployment. I'm like, all right. I was wondering if I was going to get out because I signed up for a six-year enlistment. I was like, yeah, I'll get out at 30. That's a good round number to get the fuck out and get on a civilian department. It'll be better there. (laughs) (laughs) You missed your calling as a uh, comedian, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, in my opinion, whatever that is worth, the civilian side tenfold is better in the reality of the fire service. I don't disagree at all. Um, it's also a smaller bureaucracy, which yeah, makes it yeah, easier in that regard. For sure. For sure. Uh, the military, it's, it's so many people trying to make rank that have nothing to do with you that are fucking up your entire world. Uh, yeah, a lot. I, of, yeah. I've heard that a yeah. lot of decisions yeah. by people who haven't, if they have ran a certain amount of calls, um, it's been a while, and everything is hunkered. Their whole 
self-esteem, their whole mentality, their everything is those calls and they're they want to, you know, be you know, the the salty guy mm-hmm. for a nothing call ten years ago and now they're now they're in charge, you know? And it's uh it 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 sucks because it has every opportunity to be amazing. Absolutely. The facilities, the funding, the training, all of that has a, man, legit sky's the limit. But in there is a system of promotions and hierarchy that doesn't feed at all off of the job. So one thing, and this is, again, just the reality of the the military versus civilian life, a military base is so much safer and hunkered down than a civilian city. I mean, that's just... Well, yeah, that's... Yeah, so... It ought to be. Right, so your fire department on that installation doesn't get into the shit like the civilian department outside everything's right. sprinklered there's no hoarders right yeah yeah i mean you get room contents for the most part yeah. yeah and i mean and then your typical you know a lot of your medical stuff a lot of your you know your your ods and all that stuff it, it just it's just not happening on not say it doesn't happen but it's not at the volume it's, yeah you know you're not picking up bariatric patient patients all the time yeah all of that all that kind of stuff so um in that void is bullshit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, you got to admit, though, we run a large quantity of bullshit in the civilian sector. Yeah, a absolutely. Lot of, yep. A lot yeah. of calls that. Yep. And that, dude, 6.30-ish to 8 o'clock at night, give it. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You mean you don't want to run ten calls after midnight of turnaround? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. my big toe hurts for the eighth time. Yeah. How long has it been hurting? Eh, six weeks. Or maybe a <laughs> testicular infection. Who and knows? Yesterday. Yeah. See, now that's interesting, though. I don't want to see it. No, I don't want to <laughs> see it either. <laughs> no. But at least it's, you know, yeah. I, I ran a guy not too long ago who couldn't pee. At three o'clock in the morning, could it, not it just could not pee. It just came up. Uh, no, <laughs> it had been going on for quite some time. Yeah, three a.m. at just, just breaking three, point. He's like, three a.m. was I'm the done. was the line, and I need to go to the hospital right now. Now, like, he, okay, here's the alternative: you go to a station that doesn't run any calls. That's not a great alternative. No, no. not at all. No, nope. yeah. There's a there's a happy medium there. I don't know where that medium is. No, me neither. It's, yeah. a, thin, <laughs> it's a thin line that none of us have found, yeah. right? Yeah. And as soon as you go to that station or that whatever, you, oh, might, yeah. as, you might as well retired. Pretty much, yeah. Right? And the call volume still is increasing I mean, everywhere, so guys, no, it's not going to stay. It's so much more ridiculous now than whenever I came on. Yeah. Right. I mean, in... So in the time that I've been on, I'll have 18 years next month. The call volume has at least tripled in the Northland. Mm-hmm. And 
that's a conservative estimate. I don't know what it'll actually be this year, but two years ago, whenever they did all the run numbers, the last ones that I saw, we had tripled in that time. We're the, the company that I was working on two years ago was the busiest pumper company in the area. Um, they were running as much as the busy downtown companies were 18 years ago. Holy shit. Whenever everybody was yeah. going, oh, my God, we're running so we much. we got to do something about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 18 years later, your outlying companies are running that much now. Yeah. So what happened? I, I think it's – well, I mean – there's a bunch of different studies and surveys and that whole, I mean, there's an industry built to figure that out. Right. Um, just being on the receiving end of the nine one one calls. Right. I think it's the acceptance that this is normal for the, for the caller. Yeah. Right. A, a buddy of mine had the, his theory is basically that we're not, and this goes back to like a parenting thing. We're not teaching people to be self-sufficient. Right. Of to be able to handle things on their own of, problem you know, solving. problem solving. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Of, okay, it's, I know how to change a smoke detector or, you know, I have a headache. I'll take some aspirin or, right. you know, my stomach hurts or whatever that or call may be. I have a primary care physician. Exactly. Yeah. I can go to the doctor tomorrow or I could make an appointment today and go. Yeah. Instead, it's. Now we're going to call 911. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Right. But then you get in your royal, rural, how do you say that word? Rural. 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 Yeah. Rural. Biff that one. Uh, <laughs> you get those and you might have a tenth of the calls, but Farmer Bill calls you. Farmer Bill fucking needs you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. He sliced his thigh with a chainsaw and tried duct taping it. Yeah. You know? Now, that worked for a couple of days, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Ran out of um, duct tape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you and, boys could just bring some from the hardware store. I'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> and you get, you, you probably have to know how to operate that equipment to get him out. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, but the normal BS stuff that it's it, you're not running it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, now. Again, like we spoke about earlier, we we talk about these BS calls and we talk about, um, you know, not, you know, hey, before 8 o'clock, cool, you yeah. know. But then on the same thing, you know, but hey, let's push out to one of the outlying stations. What do you say? Oh, no, no. No. Give oh, up yeah. my spot? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And the the common theme, and I, I don't want to speak for you guys, but it's like you run all those calls. Right, all the BS calls back to back to back to whatever, and then you're up all night. Mm-hmm. So now you're sleep deprived, and you're uh-huh. frustrated that you're, you've got all this training and all this knowledge, and you want to help people because you can save everybody. Yeah, but you're not. You're running, oh, Joe Blow and because his toe hurts. You're on Joe Blow's call, yeah, and then something pops then, off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it could be you hear it over the radio. It's yep. a cardiac arrest. In reality, it's somebody that doesn't want to go to jail, you know, yep. So, but you don't know that. Yeah. Or it could be a legit cardiac arrest, but yeah. you're stuck on that call. We, and the frustration and everything, and it boils over, your circadian rhythm's all fucked up because you haven't been sleeping. What's a circadian rhythm? Yeah. <laughs> firemen don't have those. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, oh, yeah, but 
there is one more aspect to I think the increase in call volume is our culture of I don't want to be sued. So you do call your doctor. You give them one little symptom. They're like, call 911 and go to the hospital. Difficulty breathing. Absolutely. Like it's not really difficult for me to breathe. It's just a little bit. Well, call 911. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's on every – have Everything. you called the doctor to yeah. make an appointment? Yeah. If this is an emergency, call nine one. The the oh, chiropractor. The chiropractor. Yeah. yeah. I call my my chiropractor is a great dude, but on his recording. Yeah. If this is an emergency, how ba- how bad's it got to be that I'm trying to chiropractor? <laughs> if it's an emergency, and then I'm, go I'm dialing the wrong fucking number to begin. Yeah. With. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Eric. Didn't mean to call you. You're right next to nine one one. Right. Yeah. So I so I dislocated my back like this. Can you get me in? Yeah. Sometime next week's fine. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So, but yeah, we were just talking about, we, we might just be in like a lull right now, but we haven't, um, we were talking about this morning, our, our, um, jailitis mm-hmm. is, is going down. Huh. I don't know why we, we talked about it this morning. Um, it's interesting. you know, I come to think of it, I don't think I've run well and i'm also in a different part of the city now than i was at the beginning of the year i used i ran that a little bit more in that other area but yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah i haven't run that call in a little while yeah yeah i i, I don't i don't have a rhyme or reason for that one but you we just someone mentioned it this morning and we were all like oh oh yeah buckle up next shift yeah oh yeah <laughs> talked about it <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's the, you know the thing where you don't talk about that certain person that you always run. Yeah. 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 That's a thing for real. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Anyway, back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah, where are we at? What year are we on now? Fuck if I know. Um <laughs> deployment oh, came deployment back. Guy didn't get in trouble. So you're still in the military, not quite out yet. Almost out. I've got less than a year left at this point. Um finished out my time on a fucking beautiful subtropic island. Uh, where they usually party to like 4 a.m. It's a perfect environment for me. Awesome. Coming back from a deployment. Your time to shine. My time to shine. Um, Had challengers of, I think I can out-drink you. Okay, let's see. Um, But yeah, so finished my time in the the Air Force, got out, um, got on a civilian department within like three months, um, and then nine months later I got on the department I'm on now. Uh, which is where I wanted to start to begin with. Like, that's where I took that tour of a fire station in kindergarten, was at that department. It's like, I, it sounds cheesy, but like, when they asked me in my interview, like, why do you want to work here? It's like, well, I've had to, have had the opportunity to serve my country. I want the opportunity to serve the community that, that raised me and I was raised in. So for me, it was, this is where I really want to fucking work. This yeah. is where I wanted to work. Every time I thought about being a fireman throughout my entire life, here got that job i've been there for 11 years now a little over 11 years yeah um haven't had any bad calls that have messed with me at all the entire time i was there I be- great 100 percent believe it that's <laughs> why you're on this podcast it's it's, it's funny though, that's it, what we like to hear is like you know people who have not been affected oh yeah, at, all. at all squeaky clean slid yeah. through yeah yeah no um i was a fucking like, black cloud of like shitty calls for my first few years like if it was something fucking weird or crazy i was there and it was one of those things like even like with fires my first six months are like we're, we had a floating thing for our new guys mm-hmm. and it was like are you setting fires i'm like i don't know where i'm going in the morning so no i'm not 
Because I was getting a bunch of like first in buyers. It was fucking great. I loved it. <laughs> all the crazy shit was happening. I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm here for. Yep. Years later, I'm like, all right. Maybe it's done some shit. Um, but yeah, so a few years go by. Um, having common problems in relationships. Um, period. But um, I think it was a couple years ago. I was going, I was, I was, I was married, had uh, kind of a shitstorm going on in my entire life. And this is the time that he first, Craig first mentioned, hey, here's something that worked for me. I had already started therapy uh, before that. So I had been seeing a therapist. I had a therapist that had recommended like, hey, with the stuff we're talking about, here's some books. I don't do anything halfway typically, so she gave me books. I fucking dove in. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, uh, Renee Brown. Brene Brown. Yeah, Start, Brene. Started yeah. with Brene Brown. Pretty much read everything she has out, uh, all of her podcasts too. Um, I'm almost done with Atlas of the Heart right now, which is a fucking great book. Um, but reading through her books and doing the therapy, I'm like, I've got a lot of fucking information. I know I'm doing things wrong. And I'm at a point to where I don't know. Like, I'm at a juxtaposition to where there's like 10 fucking roads in front of me. I've got a lot of information in my head. I don't have the fuck to do with any of it. Like, I have all this information, but I'm still getting fucking pissed off. Yeah. You could gather it and gather it and gather yeah. it. And then, but yeah. I can't but what, apply it. It's, yeah. no it's not applicable knowledge. Yeah. What's it's your like, jam? Yeah. Yeah. It's like reading a book on how to tie knots, but not having a fucking rope. Great analogy. Um, so he brings it up. My uh, ex-wife now um, told me she was filing for she was going to file for divorce. Got into a really bad place of uh, deep not in there, deep depression, some suicidal thoughts. And um, sat in my basement one night, some pretty shitty thoughts. Fucking just sat down there and cried for probably about two hours. Called him the next day and said, hey, remember that thing you were telling me about? I'm ready to go. I, I need to go, like, soon. He was like, let me make a phone call. And it was a week, a week or two? Uh, we two had, weeks. Yeah, we had another cohort coming up. Yeah, perfect timing. So. Uh, went through... Uh, whole lot more information but it taught me how to apply things um walked out of there friday like this is fucking awesome no shit now i have to go back to the real world oh yeah, yeah. that part of it yeah that. and i'm still the same asshole that i was <laughs> to everyone else mm -hmm. when i went in mm -hmm. um like my family like because I've, I've had anger issues since i was a kid uh like when my when my dad died whole different story mm -hmm. um bottled shit up everything came out as anger that was the one emotion i was comfortable with and we were told at that time you can be angry you can be happy you can be neutral you really can't be anything else can't be sad because you're being a pussy true um at least i got a lot of that from my dad mm -hmm. not my stepdad who was fucking phenomenal um but so that was the one thing I was comfortable with. And that's the one thing I'd been working on my entire life when I realized I was angry. So I'd kind of been working on me for a long time, but it was like, I got this shit. I'll do it myself. 
until my late thirties, whenever I got this shit, I'll do it myself was not fucking working Mm -hmm. repeatedly. I had it under control for a little while, but I was alone. I was in the military. I had it under control because I was Mm -hmm. just fucking drinking. And if anyone got close and things got weird and like, I could just push them away. Yeah. So totally under control. Oh yeah. It's under control. Yeah. As long as I'm alone in a very isolated bubble, (laughs) there's no one that fucking comes near me. Totally under control. (laughs) No problems at all. Oh. Introduce someone else and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. I I concur. Yeah. Repeated theme. Mm -hmm. Um, May have caused some relationship issues. I don't know. Maybe. Who could really say at this point? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So went through the battle with them dove into it and had to go back to the real world. And I, even with having to go back to the real world and having that um, information that I got with the battle within, it taught me a way to apply the knowledge that I had, apply the knowledge that I learned there. And um, I started doing better. And then I started not doing better because I wasn't practicing all the shit they taught me. Did a little backsliding. Yeah, it's like when you work out and like you're like, yeah, I maxed out at this, and you don't work out for a while, and you don't work out for a while. Like, man, I'm fucking getting weak. Same shit with your brain. Yeah, doing the exact same. And then you try to go back to that same weight or that same circuit, and you're like, where the fuck was I? Why can't I handle this? Yeah, I suck. Yeah, Yeah. you mean you got to continue with your mental health? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The backslide, the backslide, especially for me when uh, when I first came through, you know, and talked with. the I'll just say his name Ryan Parrott is who I who I was fortunate enough to talk with and have a as a mentor to begin with uh and he runs an awesome foundation uh for burn victims and things but uh talking with him you know I'd never thought about the oh now I got to give back right and he didn't say that's going to be part of your learning and healing and growth he said now you got to get back right yeah um you know, people always will, you know, especially at the end of a cohort, thank you so much. Thank you. But in reality, it's kind of a selfish thing. I mean, I, I take time off work. I take time off my family and they sacrifice, right? Um, and it's about 100 hours as a mentor. You get there on Monday, you leave on Friday. It's almost directly across 100 hours. So you do 100 hours of volunteer time, right? But in that volunteer time, you're hearing things that Billy went through, right? Things that other guys go through. From, you know, the army, the, you know, uh, corrections facility, that kind of thing. And while their whole story might not make sense, they might have that one thing that they say, and my brother, you know, this, that, and you're like, oh. And then you hear what the, you know, the clinician says back, and that's, I, that's for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as it is for that person, yeah. right? You're like, oh, fuck, yeah, okay, you know. Um, and that's that's almost every day, you know, Monday uh, you know, people showing up, you know, meeting everyone, you see their faces and you're like, especially if you know the person, like knowing Billy and there's been a few other people that come through, uh, that I've, I didn't know they were going, you know? And I'm like, man, that's awesome. I'm glad you're here. And then I'm like, I'm fucking sad you're here (laughs) because you're in a point of who knows, you know? Um, but that, that slide back, you know, when you do make those you know, that one degree transition over weeks, the slide back 
because like I can be hard on myself, but if I was just dumb to the information, like fuck, okay, we learned here. But if I know the information and I still, man, now I'm a double asshole, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. In, in my head, because yeah. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking my family's time for granted. I'm taking those conversations I had for granted. I'm taking all this uh, trust that I'm doing the work and the time that I'm doing the you know whether that's you know sliding in a meditation, a quick workout session, a you know whatever it is that I'm not helping with the dishes or running the trash down or you know. Like, I mean, even being here on this podcast, life is still, you know, my kids are at jujitsu. I had to ask, you know, a ride there, right? That kind of thing, you know? So now if I go (laughs) and I slide back, even though my, you know, my, my family will give me grace, you know, in my head, I double fucked myself. You know what I mean? And I, I get that mentality a hundred percent. Right. Say, be careful because I mean, it, and I get it, like the big stuff with the you know yeah. backsliding if it's you know drinking or whatever yeah. drugs or whatever, definitely that's horrible. Yeah, the small stuff also you got to watch out for, but you you have to give yourself grace as well. And because l- learning that right, and yeah. then having you know uh, one learning conversations right. I've always been a talker, and Billy could tell you that. Like I, I I stay after shift. You know, I'm I'm always there, seven fifteen, seven thirty, talking with anyone, yeah. you know? and so. But learning how to conversate, you know, listen to little things that people are saying, and you know, if 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 they're kind of like reaching for something, they they drop a little, you know, hint or hey, let's talk about this, you know, oh hey there there that is, let's you know slide into that conversation, you know, yeah. Uh, but learning how to have that conversation where I'm not looking for a rebuttal, I'm listening and I'm engaged mm-hmm. and that person, I mean, me and Billy talk like, yeah. so I know he's probably gotten into, I've gotten into it where I'm like, dude, if you could just shut the fuck up <laughs> so I can say this one thing that's going to help you. Right. <laughs> right. But learning like, Hey, they're talking cause they need to talk, whatever it is. Yeah. Getting it out spilling it right they're saying all this stuff to get to that one thing that they haven't said or don't want to say or they're just trying to hard to say they're just trying to slide in yeah and then you know they're like oh he didn't overreact he didn't react he didn't you know what i mean so that's been the biggest thing uh growth wise for me in that one degree uh especially um family members my wife you know there was a pretty funny she probably a month or two after going through the battle within, you know, I still Friday high, I have all the answers right in my head, right? This is my jam. This is, this is, you know, and, uh, then you kind of, you know, low back and you get into it and you figure out what the grind is, right? Like I'm not always going to want to do this, but yeah. if I do, you know, X, Y, Z, uh, but it, it was a couple months that went by and I, I don't even remember the particular situation, but, there was there could have been a heated argument, and I think my wife had like put the catcher's gear on, right, <laughs> and was like two bats. Yeah, she like, was ready. Let's do and and I was just like, ah, all right, I see where you I see what you're saying. Yeah, I can see how you interpreted that. And she goes, 
don't you fucking use that battle within shit on me right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm ready for war. I <laughs> Look up. at this, you know? Yep. And, you know what? That's the crazy thing, though. And I found myself kind of doing that a little bit, too, because I went through the Valor program. Okay. Yep. And then whenever I came out, the one thing that really kind of stuck with me out of that was being able to look at things from multiple angles and not just my own perspective. Yeah. And it was so helpful and especially helpful with, you know, trying to navigate conversations and things that could be an argument that you know, right. you're able to kind of. Instead of hanging add, on that one thing someone said, you're like, wait, I got I got to bring that back and say, fuck you about this. Yeah. Like, actually listen to the rest of what they're saying and maybe actually get the context of it. Exactly. Yeah. So were we? Uh, let's see. You were on the department. Yeah, I've been on the department a few years. Um, yeah. I went through the battle with them. Yep. And since the person who introduced me to it uh, kind of did the same technique but didn't say, hey, now your next task is to give back. It was, hey, I'm going to let you know what I did. So this is what Craig told me. He's like, I'm going to let you know what I did when I got out. Um, I made the mistake of, hey, this shit's great. I know everything now. You guys should listen to what I'm saying. It's like, just be the example. He's Quiet, like, yeah, keep, in the fold. Yeah, in right? the fold. Yeah, just yeah. everything you've learned, practice it. People will see it eventually. Uh, if they don't, then they won't. Maybe they need to go through too. Yeah. Um, and then after... I think, I don't know when it was, but I think after a while he saw, he's like, okay, Billy's doing this shit. Dude, come back. Now it's your turn to get back. You got to come mentor. So I've done that now. Fucking love it. It's taxing. Um, yep. But I absolutely love it. I love the opportunity to um, be able to give back uh, and help guys get through that. Even if it's just facilitate the environment for that to happen. Yep. It's the space. Yeah. Right. Um, that's, that probably mentoring is probably where I learned 99% of my conversational skills as far as listening, mm -hmm. right? Um, in a conversation, uh, I mean, it'd be a terrible podcast if we didn't talk, but, uh, <laughs> but in a conversation, you don't have to, like, you'd be surprised how, how you can guide a conversation by going, okay, yeah. And, and then what? Mm -hmm. Right. You don't have to give a rebuttal or the answer or you know what I mean? But in a, usually eventually someone will go, well, what'd you do? Or what do you think of this? You know, sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes yeah. they just, you're just a, a echo chamber, right? They haven't had someone just listen. Usually, you know, one sentence in, oh, dude, come on, man, you know better than that. You're better than that. Stop being an asshole. And or, they go, oh, this person, this is, this is their max. This is where they're at. Or none of, no first responders ever do this at all, but you have a problem? Oh, I got the fucking solution. I can fix it. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Instead of just fucking listening. Yep. That's... I mean, we are... We're yeah. fixers. Yeah. 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 Well, but that's not exclusive to us. No. I yeah. mean, think of just conversations that you've had with your family, your friends oh, who yeah. are oh, all in the department. I, 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 get in I got in trouble yesterday for it. Yeah. My, my wife, like, <laughs> I'm like... But if we do, and she goes, I don't need you to fix it. And I'm like, so why are we talking? <laughs> She's like, I just, I just, and now she'll lead with it. Especially about her, her job is so complex and I don't, I don't have the brain power to understand most of it. Uh, but she'll, and she'll just lead with it. 
I don't need you to fix any of this. I just need you to listen. And I'm like, oh. she she thinks I'm not going to get it. <laughs> yeah. But but in Guess reality, what? I got Google on my phone. Yeah. So, but in reality, like she'll just run through that whole thing, and then she's like, "All right, better." What? Sometimes that's all yeah. people need. Yeah. You know, and is to be somebody to be that ear for them to talk stuff out. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think that's one part of, you know, we sit here and we talk about mental health with first responders and all that stuff. And, you know, you kind of alluded to it of, you know, all I had to do, all you had to do is make that one degree shift. Mm-hmm. And sometimes all it is is somebody needs to get something off their chest to keep them from even having to make that one degree shift, you know, and that's kind of the whole reason we started the podcast is if, because if one of you guys say something or I say something or whoever it right. is says something that maybe sparks in somebody's brain. Yeah. Hey, I kind of see that. I, man, that kind of applies to me. Okay. We catch you before you start to going down that road. Oh yeah. Ideally. That's a win. That's a huge win. That's a huge win yeah. in my mind. Absolutely. So, yeah. and the the more that we have that's going on like this, you know, programs people are getting into, the more podcasts, I don't care. Yeah. Whatever we can do to it, start to correct the problem. Right. Because we can all agree there's a problem. Huge. There's a problem. We've Huge. made headway. There's a long fucking way to go. Yeah. yeah, in my 18 years in the fire service, I I, I can't I honestly can't believe how much it's changed in that regard, mm-hmm. how much how much progress we've made with so many things, but to include mental health. Um, but we have a very very long way to go. Yeah, yeah. we just we just started the journey down yeah. that road. We're, We're still 20 years behind, easily. Yeah, I mean th- there are departments out there that are sticking their neck out though. Absolutely, there are. And I'll, I'll if I can, I'll drop one of them. Uh, I believe it was Olathe peer support that stepped yeah. in with with us last year and holy wow dude they they came in and and guys that senior guys that i thought in in these uh activities and these talks that that they had us do um talked like not a lot not like you know yeah but didn't dude it was for the young for the younger guys in that in that room that's my favorite move yeah <laughs> the younger guys in that room to see mm-hmm. that senior guy talk hey this is you know i remember this you know whatever it was mm-hmm. like that takes the blindfold from this you know we'll see and that's what changes the culture yeah mm-hmm. because and you'll see it you have that senior guy and you've got the young guys I use guys. It's a blanket statement. Don't cancel me. <laughs> so, but you'll see that younger person. They're watching. Yep. The old salty veteran. So, however that person goes. Yep. It just bleeds down, and that's how that culture gets reinforced. But if you've got that old guy that goes, yeah, this is what I was feeling, or you know that makes sense, or whatever, yeah. that doesn't do the old. Lean back with their chair, yeah. arms yeah. crossed, not paying attention. Get, you're wasting my time. You're, yeah. What the you fuck know? am I doing here? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You get them to engage. Okay. Then the yeah the younger person goes. This yeah. is okay. I can and, I can talk about yeah. this. And it wasn't earth shattering. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're not yeah. make revelations, but it was just 
talk. Yeah. You know, and, and Olathe did awesome on just setting that space, simple questions. Now let's go around the room, you know, and then, and then even afterwards, guys come up and we're talking to, to the guys that were there, um, you know, about the situation, about, you know, whatever. Um, but they, yeah, they laid it out. They laid it out. Awesome. It was, uh, I had the opportunity at one of our events to run into one of the peer support guys and thank him. And he's like, man, we hardly ever, you know, we get guys that talk to us that day and, you know, they're kind of like, man, we appreciate it. You know, thanks for coming to, uh, but, uh, he, yeah, he thought like, did we biff it? Did we, you know, I was like, <laughs> yeah. no, man, like it was like, we had guys that, you know, um, in everyday activity are part of the crew and, you know, the senior guy and, you know, you know, doing, doing the job. But when it comes to that stuff, it was eye opening and it was awesome to see, you know, guys lay that out, uh, with, with new guys watching with, uh, guys who, who had been on the department for a little bit and probably hadn't seen that. Yeah. So, well, and that's what it's going to take. I think that the weird thing is like, there's a, there was a turning point. I don't know if it's generationally or our age, but around our age, like the guys, the old, old crusty guys, like when we first started, mm-hmm. like their attitude, it was one of those things of like, that's not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that was the start of the change, I think. Yeah. And I, I would agree with that. It's because it was like, okay, that's not going to work for me. That's fucking stupid. Or that's, I don't know why they do it that way. I don't know why it's that way, but I don't think that's going to work. I don't know what the answer is. That's not for me. Yeah. I think that's kind of how we started it. And seeing the guys that are a little bit older, a little bit crustier, like seeing them do that, like I inside I'm like just smiling, fucking like grinning ear to ear. Yep. Stupid. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. That's fucking awesome. I'm not doing it out, outwardly because the entire rest of the department would be like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. That's Billy over there really enjoying this conversation. Yeah. You're too yeah. excited. I'm going to need you to tone it down. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I just a, a coincidental thing that happened with myself uh, a little bit after going through um, the program was uh, the pandemic hit. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So uh, we handled that marvelously. Uh, but I I had <laughs> I I hadn't had a drinking problem up to that point. Um, I had always drank. I had always been good at it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and it's I, a professional. Talented. Well, I always said, like, I'm not an alcoholic because I don't drink alone. Like, if I'm at the house, wife and kids, no. like, you know, having one, like, I didn't have one beer. Like, I would, if I'm by myself, and it's like, I'm perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. Neighbor comes over, helps me mow the lawn, whatever, yeah. crack a beer. I always Roll. use the uh, line, I'm not an alcoholic because I don't go to meetings. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. What is this? <laughs> uh, so the pandemic hit, and but it was always so socially I was a drinker, right? Mm-hmm. And then that turned into, hey, you guys up? You guys ready? Okay, I'll buy a round. And then you come back. Oh, I'll buy a round. And then my wife's giving me the look like, hey, dickhead, uh, we came here for dinner. <laughs> you know? And... You're buying rounds for people you don't know. Right, right. I made and, new uh, friends. Yeah, but <laughs> I got to have someone here. And then I'm like, so when's the last time you guys seen a dead body? No. Uh, so, but socially, so I was like, oh, I'm good, right? Now, I completely, there's a few things that I will wholeheartedly, in the most humble aspect, admit that I suck at. 
cardio, most things involving weights, and hangovers. I any of my friends will tell you the dude sucks. Like I'm down, I'm out. I've never called nine one one. Yeah, <laughs> you know what my cure for hangovers was, right? More. Well, yeah, you just yeah. don't stop drinking. Right, that's, right. That's so the way you fix that problem. When the when the pandemic hit, I have a I have a beer fridge. I used to brew beer with my family members and things, and uh, have a beer fridge, all kinds of beer, and um, pandemic hits, and I'm you know the neighbor's not coming over because we gotta stay apart. You know, and that beer is going to go bad. Well, here's the funny thing. I inadvertently quit drinking for like three months. Right. And, and it was my, my wife had said something. We were getting ready to go somewhere. And she goes, you know, uh, I think we kind of just said, fuck it. We're going to hang out with someone, you know? <laughs> and she's like, you know, you want to go down and grab some beers? I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go down and grab some, you know, a cooler or whatever. And uh, the fridge was full. What? And so I go back upstairs. I'm like, when's the last time we drank? And she's, she's, you know, she, she hardly, she might have like one of those little mixer can things or whatever, but she, she wasn't nearly where, where I was at. Um, and she thought about it. She's like, well, it's probably so-and-so. I'm like, that's three months ago. And I was like, I'm okay with that. Like, let's, we don't need to take a cooler, you know? And then it hit me, people expect you're going to drink, Mm -hmm. right? So what do you do then, right? Which was always kind of like my my fallback of why, yeah, but like I drink with so-and-so and and we, you know, we do the thing and then we go drink and like, if I don't, am I going to be invited anymore, Right. Is that my value? Come to find out you are. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, and but to get around it, I was kind of sneaky. So I would, uh, and this kind, kind of fell into, you know, kind of funny, but um, the that liquid death water, liquid death, the big cans of water. You ever seen them? Uh, I, li- I think like I know a, what you They look like about. a Coors Light. Okay. Or a Miller Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miller Light. This is a white can. Yeah. They look like a Miller Light. So if you got a koozie on it, like you can slam water all day and people are like, dude, how are you standing right now? <laughs> right? Yeah. So literally. So, so your solution to telling to not telling people that you didn't drink anymore was. Well, drink water. Drink right. water. Yeah. Uh, and then when people would find out, they would be like, oh, dude, you're like, if you don't want to drink, don't drink. Like, was, was that easy? Right? Yeah, yeah, it's that easy. But literally, like, like <laughs> I'd be out of little cans of kombucha, waters, you know, whatever. And uh, if you're like, dude, you're like, you're two beers, one water, dude. I'm like, no, all water, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and and I'll now I'll have a I'll have a beer too, you know, uh, out places, dinner, whatever. But I don't I don't have that acceptance need. You know what I mean? Yeah. To to do it. Uh, so when I am now, I just, you know, I just enjoy a beer and yeah. So I, I mean, it, I kind of use the pandemic as like I inadvertently quit drinking. That would have been a really good idea. Thanks for sharing it now. So I, yeah. I didn't even know I did it. 
which is probably the best the best part right probably you yeah yeah i mean i did again i had one slide back uh, probably a couple slide back but um then my, you know i get my wife like as you're pulled over on the highway puking and she's like you remember like a week ago when you didn't do this dumbass thing let's yeah. go back i'm like yeah i'm there tomorrow she's like tomorrow's gonna be hung over I, I still remember you <laughs> how you are you know uh so get through a, a good three-day hangover which is on par for me uh yeah, and it's so much better. I mean, and also at the same time, I I switch crews to a crew that does a lot of cardio and weightlifting. Two things that I also suck at. Mm-hmm. So um, adding that no hangover in there helps a lot. Definite bonus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, I got real nerdy about uh, my heart rate, all of those numbers that you can see. Mm-hmm. And man, one or two beers will throw recovery off like crazy. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, why am I doing that? Yeah. Dude, I noticed whenever I stopped drinking, and that was the whole thing, like, wake up in the morning, I don't feel like crap. I don't hurt as bad. I mean, obviously, I still hurt because yep. I put my body through hell. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't hurt near as bad. I sleep way better. The neurofeedback helped with that a ton, by the way. Um, yeah, just in general, I feel better. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I don't have any urge. I was using it as a emotional crutch. It wasn't so much like a chemical yep. dependency thing for me. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say I was probably in the same boat more of like, um, I mean, conversation wise, like I know so-and-so is going to be there. They're going to, you know, not necessarily so-and-so, but a group of people are going to be there. They're going to ask, how's, how's your job? You know, how's this? How's that? You know, what's the craziest thing you ran to? You know, all yeah. that stuff. And uh, I don't, like, I don't want to honestly answer that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, I, know? you know, and we've I've had those conversations too. And it, I think it kind of depends on who's asking and the way they ask right. it. Most of the time, I will tell somebody, you really don't want to know. Yeah. And then... I kind of get a little bit of a, I could be a dickhead about that. Yep. If they're really that was my go to my go to for a little bit. Yeah. I would if, just fall back on like the absolute absolute worst, worst yep. call. And they're like, "What? Are, are we done with the conversation? You don't want to talk anymore? Yeah. Are we weird? Why'd yeah. you tap out so early? Yeah. And, and so yeah. it's, but that and it's still that's not right because no. I mean, you <laughs> you guys know dealing with mental health, you can there's a, such a thing as secondary. Yeah, trauma. Trauma. yeah, yeah, and absolutely. you could fuck somebody up yeah. by telling them some of the stuff that we've right. seen. Which he's right. actually I, one of the. Uh, it was an EAP therapist I went and saw, mm-hmm. and I started telling him about the shit that I had seen at the time. That I was like, "This is fucking with me. Here's what's going on," and like I'm talking to them. And while I finished, this is a couple years on the department, had a call that was similar to how my dad died when I was a kid, fucking had invasive images, um, and then my brain replaced the patient with my dad dad's image in my head i'm like fuck i should go talk to somebody mm-hmm. went and i'd use this the the department cap mm-hmm. sent me to a therapist that had no idea what they were doing and probably was a great therapist for everybody anyone else, else. Mm. yeah anyone anybody else, else. yeah i uh, told them about the call i ran didn't like warn them about it but as i'm talking to them i'm like realizing like halfway into the con- or ha- like halfway into the session i'm like Something's wrong with them. This is like, oh, it's what I'm saying, fucking them up. 
There's, I was yeah. like, are you okay? There, there's levels you, to this game. Yeah. I was like, are you okay? Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you you seem like you're not okay. They're like, I'm going to have to go see my therapist about everything you just told me. I was like. You would not believe how common that is. Well, yeah. I, so I use as as an excuse of, well, therapy's bullshit. <laughs> So that's also really common common, too. So across the board, a lot of times we can at me as as soon as there's a bullshit flag, just bing raises up. Then everything else is bullshit associated with it. You know what I mean? Which I I have said a thousand times, uh it's my first time saying it here, so I'll just roll with it. Um (laughs) with the battle within, it's built from guys who were tired of those bullshit flags. They were tired of that process coming back from deployment and mm-hmm. going directly in with Nana to do, you know, here's cut some, color squares out of, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, so removing those bullshit flags, you know, yep. if you go in and you shake your therapist's hand and they're like, hey, first off, I just want to thank you for your service. I'm fucking done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? You shouldn't have to give your therapist a trigger warning. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, w- you know, whatever it is that, that just sets you like, eh, okay, we're done talking. You know, as soon as they get on the, the you know, thank you for your service. Thank you. know, like, we're not here for that. Yeah. You know? like Now you just made it awkward. I need, now I want to fucking leave. Yeah. I need to get in the trenches with you, right? And yeah. go through. And that I need, on the other side, I, I need some kind of an answer. <laughs> right? Yeah, because for my therapist, I don't want my therapist to put me in like in a, in a weird pedestal that I don't feel like I fucking belong on at all. And it right, makes everything awkward. Right, it's like, okay, now I can't. The, the connection possibility is fucking gone. Yeah, like absolutely gone. Yeah, well, and that's the important thing, or one of the important things for people to understand in our line of work is that there are people out there, there are therapists out there, and counselors out there, and programs out there that deal specifically with our brand of stupid mm-hmm. that know us that have spent years working with this population. They're prepared. And they are prepared, and they will throw the bullshit flag on you. Right. Which is kind of what a majority of us need. Absolutely. Yeah. But, so they know. And just because you might go to little Susie, you know, the therapist who yep. is mostly counseling kids, it doesn't make her a bad therapist, just, just not the therapist for not, you. Yeah, not her lane, yeah. And it's not... And even, even if you go see whoever that may be first responder, you know, centric or whatever, and it's not a good fit. Yep. Okay. The important part is keep trying. Go to a different therapist. Mm-hmm. Go to a different program. I've done it. Eventually, you will find something that works because one treatment modality does not work for everybody. Right. You talk therapy may work for you. You might need EMDR or you know, equine assisted therapy or neurofeedback or, or go than, down the list or more than one or yeah. And that's okay. Yep. It is okay. Yeah. Now, now how do we pay for that? Um, that's right. a good question. Right. I mean, insurance is only going to pay for so much. Right. We all know that. So yeah, there, I mean, there are programs out there that you can, but you have to reach out. Yeah. Right. You have to set that ball in motion. But here's my, here's my question to that or my statement to that what's it worth to you right dude who's gonna pay for it is the last of my worries when somebody's sitting there with a gun to their head yep yeah that can be figured out yeah and and what else are you gonna do that time you've been fucking it up for a while yeah 
right? We're going to be having this conversation. Yeah. How, right? how important is and, being able to see your kid grow up? Yep. And that theme, uh, the battle within is free for all participants, 100%. Yeah. No and, one and, pays for anything. We yeah, have, there's no, have, you don't you don't fill out a, a credit card or an insurance or a, in case you really get deep here, yeah. we gotta you know get to another level. We need your insurance. No, none of that. Yeah, like it's it, and and that was again when I talked when I had the conversation with Ryan. You know that was one of the things. I'm like I I feel like you know I've looked into these things before and they're like you know we need your insurance. And my first thought is okay, insurance. That's going to get back to my job. I don't need you know. Um, mm. Come to find out they're okay with yeah you know uh, it's not like we're cops right <laughs> they're not going to take so, our axe away yeah yeah uh, i don't know if they might like, who in knows? the military you guys get axes what yeah in the military so in the air force it was one of the things coming back from deployments if you answer the questions of hey is there is any stuff is anything bothering you do you feel stressed anything at all if you answered yes to anything mm. they sent you go talk to somebody you lost your security clearance and you couldn't do your fucking job which is why it's hard for the military yep. to say, "Hey, we take mental health seriously, but we're going to punish you if you have any issues." Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. But come to our eight-hour "Don't Drink and Drive" suicide prevention class put on by an E1. Yeah. yeah. Who actually still can't legally drink Who, or yeah. drive? Who has yeah. deer in the headlights because this is the most <laughs> rank in a room that he's ever seen, and he's saying, "Please don't kill yourself right now." <laughs> This will look so bad on yeah. my performance report. Oh, don't get me into perform- performance reports. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that. Um, what are you going to do with that time? Yeah. I mean, how many years have, have you know? Just in saying that honestly, yourself, how many years have you been fucking this up? Yep. Right. How many more chances is your your girlfriend, your spouse, your whoever going to give you? You know, uh, and it's one of the things that was brought up in the conversation with Ryan. You know, I was like. It's a week, man. Like and he goes, dude, you've done worse things in a, a week. Like you made a lot worse decisions with your shithead friends, mm-hmm. and had, and you went full steam into it. Like you're a guy in the military. I know that that's happened. Yeah, you know. Here, hold my beer. No, yeah. wait, give me another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and come with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a week of trying. What's it cost you? Right. You might be mentally healthy yeah Yeah. i mean it's it's a week of someone else saying hey let's let's do this this and this not that it's going to be your jam but it might be yeah and hey if it's not tomorrow we have other stuff you know and you might pick up that one little thing that might make a little bit of a difference in the next day one more little thing yeah i'll add up yeah yep well yeah and that's the another thing is the whole celebrate the small victories absolutely and the small incremental changes yep because it doesn't always have to be huge and big and earth shattering yeah and like for me personally i saw it my kids you know uh they spill something they you know you know run the rc car through the screen door you know and i'm not like what the who the f-? you know yeah i'm like hey buddy let's throw all that first off we gotta run to lowe's <laughs> so get in the truck <laughs> right and they're like do they have paddles there like <laughs> like why would you know am i carving so, my own paddle right so that kind of reaction where they're like Teach they go from moment. you know this isn't you know war zone extreme you fucked up why would you do that to shit that's a good jump too bad it went through the screen door buddy you that know been awesome yeah. if it was outside yeah, yeah. you know uh and and having uh 
those conversations with your kid, you know, when, when they're upset or they mess up and they think they start crying and you're like, dude, what's dude, what was that? And they're like, you're going to be mad at me. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that big of a dickhead, you know, that the issue was small, but your, your thought of what my reaction is going to be is what has you scared. Right. Like, so, whoa. Yeah. You know, that's that's a kick in the dick, and and, and you don't see that until afterwards, Turn right? Mike towards your face. Sorry, you yeah. you don't see that till afterwards when you're like, you don't react like that, you know, you don't you know take it to an eight when it's really just a three, yeah, right? And your kids are going, I think he's gonna yell, Xbox is leaving for a week, <laughs> you know. It's like, oh, okay, teachable moment, both sides. One, we can talk through this. Let's you know. Let's understand why we don't run the RC car in the house. Exactly. Right? Because the screen door. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So, but it sucks. Putting a new screen in? Understanding how big of a dickhead you were before. If you don't oh. have the right tool, yeah, it's, it sucks. Put yeah. The yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 Tool, the tools is, is yeah. Yeah, well, the you gotta have it. easiest. Yeah. The easiest <laughs> thing to go off of is like, you know, and, they, and they, they say it, you know, in the battle within is, all a lot of this stuff is your coping mm-hmm. that you learned. Mm-hmm. Like some of this stuff is incredibly simple, and you probably already knew some of it. Mm-hmm. But when you put the science uh, up there, and you show people this, this, and this, do this, and here is why. Yeah. Yep. It's Use that, a it's wrench that, for this particular thing. Yeah. You don't yeah. need a hammer for everything. Right. And and, and like I said. It's, for for me that the the backslides have been shitty because I feel like I'm doubled down on myself, and then the reality of uh, how I was before, right? How I reacted was pretty shitty, you know. Uh, and realizing that, but then also realizing that that information only came to me because I was getting better, mm-hmm. you know. And now my kids come to me and say, "Hey, this is what I did." Right. And they're not they're not scared to talk to me. They're not, you know, or this happened at school or, or whatever the case is. Right. And, and they don't think that I'm looking for a reason for them to be in trouble or, yeah. you know, upset. Well, and on the other side of that, which I'm sure you probably thought about it, is you're teaching them about ownership mm-hmm. of owning their mistakes instead of trying to hide it and lie and all of that right. other stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I have two toddlers. I've got a four-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. You poor bastard. Um, <laughs> You're in it. It's fun. Uh, they're my, what do I call them, twin tornadoes of cuteness, cuddles, and destruction. Um, mostly destruction. Mm-hmm. Cuddles, yeah, kind of, sometimes. Yeah. Um, but both of them were born whenever I went through the battle with them. And one of, the, one, of, one of my motivations for all of my mental health journey that I've been doing for the last few years has been... I know I've I've not been doing it right, and I don't want to show my boys me doing it wrong as an example of what they should do. I want to be a good example or a better example than I would have been. I'm not perfect. I still fuck up on a regular basis. There's still times where I do something, I'm like, I just backslid. But I have to remember, it's not where I was. Nowhere near where I was. Like, I'll feel it rising up, and I'm like, okay. You're getting angry. Why are you getting angry? 
That's it's it's nothing. It's not a big deal. Just chill the fuck out. It's cool. Breathe. Oh yeah, I forgot to breathe. I just took a couple breaths. Holy shit, I feel better. Yep. It's that whole self awareness thing. It's uh, kind of important. So like I going to the battle with them, we were um yoga. Yeah. Yeah. So you we do a little yoga. Mm-hmm. Um and going through it, the guy that teaches yoga, he was talking about, okay, try to relax this, try to relax this. And we had just talked about um, being aware of your physical reactions as you start to have whatever emotion it is you're feeling. If you're angry, what happens first in your body? When we're doing yoga, I realized that my default, if I get stressed, angry, uh, activated in whatever fucking way, I push my tongue to the roof of my mouth before I clench my jaw, before I clench my fists. And so, like, I was just he's like, now relax your tongue off the roof of your mouth. I'm like, how the fuck did he know my tongue was? Oh, he deals with us on a regular basis. <laughs> We're all the same. Shit. Yeah. That's So yeah. self-awareness of that, like, just kind of popping in. But yeah, trying to, uh, go, to go back to um, the worst thing you've ever seen. I'm not going to tell my story of that. But I used to do the exact same thing. I'm like, I'm going to tell them the most fucked up mm-hmm. thing I've seen so they don't ever ask anyone that question ever again. Mm-hmm. Try not to be an asshole. Uh, trying to like, be authentic, too. i now to the point where I'm like, hey, you know, I appreciate your curiosity into my career. Um, I really hate that question. Because you asked that question, and five of the worst things I've ever seen just popped in my head. And I really don't want to talk about them. That's what I say now. Mm-hmm. And it's not false because they, they say it i'm like god damn it it's yeah all there. I, i'm not there yeah. yet no <laughs> yeah it's depends on who it is too and how, yeah. how they ask is the big yeah. Thing. I, yeah i usually just divert now i just say eh, you know it's it's been a while since whatever you know, anything i know. ask them like worst in what way yeah yeah they're like what do you mean i'm like there's multiple versions of worst yeah like well and a lot of that is you know like you said they're curious yeah they they don't know uh, kind of the thought that I've had is most people see what they know about the fire service and the military and police departments and, you know, mm-hmm. what we do on a daily basis. They learn because they watch Chicago fire. So they watch the shows that we don't right. watch because we're like, okay, this is all bullshit. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and yeah, we've, there needs to be a letter writing campaign to Hollywood to stop fucking the, shit up. They're not going to, yeah. there's no way they're going to have a fire show. <laughs> Where it's reality. It's reality. When you walk in, you can't see a fucking thing. They're not yeah. gonna they're not gonna do that. Yeah. yeah. It'd be cool for us. We're like, yeah, that's how it really is. Yeah. Look, yeah. Look. <laughs> or every shift you go pick yeah. up that same person yeah. and you know him by name, you know the house like yeah. Yeah. address yeah. comes out, you're like right. It would be yeah. <laughs> And I bet after this I bet after this they go to Quick Trip. Oh, yeah, I love this part. <laughs> someone called in, someone's sleeping on the side of the road. Let's film that. No. Yeah. <sighs> ran that call the other day a bunch <laughs> yeah so so yeah but with with that uh my kids now so um with uh meditation and thing i again probably my biggest hurdle is sticking with meditation like i'm i'm not good at it oh i don't think i'm good at it i i i guess being good at it is just the repetitive nature of trying i think it's subjective right so but i get a little scatterbrained so i have um you know my own way of doing things, right? What's what's worked for me, uh, 
personally, uh, I use one of those um, spiky mat things. What's that? Ac- acupuncture mat things? You know? Acupressure? No. Acupressure. Uh, Never heard of it. It's a, it's a mat, and it has all these little spiky things, and you lay your back on it. Okay. And then in that, like you'll you're like you just notice like, okay, one it hurts like a mofo, so like whatever you're thinking about is gone, right? And um, you realize where you're tense, and then you can actively release that, and then the next thing that's tense, actively you know, and then I can start with the okay that's my back is loose now, now I'll start at my feet, right? And then I go kind of like through coals, you know, uh, whole deal. Um, and then I'm like, fuck, I'm 10 minutes in, right? And so then, you know, usually that's about what I can get without my kids barging in and wanting to wrestle and everything else. Uh, but then they start asking, hey, what are you doing? Can I try that? You know? And then and now my daughter, she sees it and she's like, oh, we're doing that tonight, right? I'm like, okay. You know? Yes, we are. And yep. then so now you know, I instructed her, you know, she's like, okay, well, I just lay on it. I'm like, yep, yeah, you're going to lay out. You're going to, you know, you're going to feel tense because it does it, – has a pain to it and uh i said but well you're, you're gonna breathe and you're gonna feel what's tense and you're gonna relax like just kind of let it melt and you're gonna see her do that and then yeah like, okay now think about this and this and and then 10 minutes has gone by right and she's like did we do it right i'm like oh, you just you did it so you're good yeah you know yeah and then my son he purely does it so he can go afterwards look at the mirror and see all the <laughs> he's like it's a start have it, i yeah, laid here yeah, long enough yeah. to get the little red pokey things in my back yeah. I'm like yeah you're good dude well, hop up <laughs> he, is, he is a boy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah for me with meditation one of my failings in it is i'm like oh i need to meditate today and then my add kicks yeah. in and I, I was like oh i gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta do this and later today i'm like why am i fucking stressed i feel fucking tense everywhere i was i i was supposed to meditate yeah, that. I, and the, yeah. some of the frustrating part is there guy there are people out there. I say guys again, sorry. Uh, people out there who can talk about it. They can talk about the layers to it. They can talk about you know everything. Uh, William is one of those guys. Yep. And you talk to him, and he's like, he's done it. He's tried different ways. You know, there's layers to this thing. You know, mm-hmm. and you see him again. That's one of the things being a mentor. I get you're privy to. You know, these group conversations where, where, you know, after a meditation session, guys will come up and ask them questions and you're like, you know, you're supposed to be, a, you know, you're, you're, you're there to help. And you're like, hold on, say that part again. What? You know, taking notes. Yeah. And uh, it there's the longevity of it. Because I don't, I mean, William is extremely well-spoken and he nerds out on things. So this is just his jam. Like he Come figured on, out what me. works. And there's layers to it. There's, you know, he's the the different practices and history of it and all this stuff. And uh, to talk to him about it, you know, and I'm like, how can I get, you know, I want to be where you're at. <laughs> and you're like. <laughs> Without the effort you put in. Right. Right. Well, I mean, that's. Right. So, but, but like. For me. Yeah. In order for it to work, I don't have to be where he's at. You know, he'll tell you that. Like, there's, there's, this is my path. This is what I've, my jam. This is what I've, I've gone down. And that's kind of how my processes work. He goes. You just have to keep on, like, yeah. Keep just. It's just like the whole therapy thing, man. Different things work for different people. So it might be ten minutes for you. It might be meditating with music. It might be the spiky thing. So it might be just sitting in a quiet room. 
Exactly. You might be doing wood burning. Yeah. Or playing a guitar. Yeah. It, you know, it's different. Meditation, that's one of those things. Meditation is like, there's so many different definitions of it and different ways to yeah. do it. And I mean, and yeah. who's to say one's better than the other? Yeah. Right. If it works for you, it works for you. Yeah. There, there was a guy in one of the cohorts who was asking a question about meditation. And he's asking to kind of just in a group setting, he was asking the mentors. He was like, yeah, so when I was meditating, I saw this. I'm like, that sounds fucking amazing. I'm right. jealous of shit. <laughs> right. I'm like, right. William. Yeah. Who the fuck is William? So yeah. we can ask him. Yeah, and then William gives you an answer that you need like that pop-up video bubble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you're like, dumb it down. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's say you're talking to someone who doesn't know language. <laughs> and English is new for them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he's it. That is, he is my well go-to. As meditation yeah. is new for them. Both of those are new. Yeah, yeah. let's start there. Yeah. yeah, and 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 just speaking about William, he he's a he's a guy that I've learned. Uh, there's layers to conversation, right? Um, completely open dude. A little probably comes across as I wouldn't say standoffish, but guarded maybe uh, at first. But man, you can get in the trenches with that guy. I love conversations with him. Yeah, like we just they'll go anywhere. Like anywhere, anywhere. Yep. And you're like, I did not expect this to go here. And but I'm loving it. So yeah. why not? His you know, and not to dig in everything with it, but uh some of his life conver- some of his life uh experiences and things that are going on, especially with the world today, um, like you can full on ask questions. Full like full send and he's not offended. He'll you know, hey, he'll he'll come back this is what I thought at first too. This is what I felt when someone you know, when this happened and and uh, I th- and it all comes back to I think that that meditation, he's just in a good space. He's in control, you know. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't fluctuate like, you know. And he found the, something that worked for him, and he right. dove into it. Yeah. Yeah. So and he's he's a busy dude. Like you, you, you talk to him, he's like, oh yeah, and I had lunch with so and so, and you, you talk about you know I hope so and so. Oh yeah, I, I uh, dinner with them. The other. like shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's in it. He's a good dude. So, and who is he? Uh, William, and he's one of the mentors with uh, Battle Within. Okay, and he uh, Air Force veteran, um, and he, like I said, one of his jams is is uh, meditation, and uh, and uh, there's layers to that game. It's uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but he, yeah, he's he's kind of heading up uh, an avenue of that with uh, the Battle Within. Okay, so so what all. If you could just give me like a brief, like overview so, of overview yeah, yeah. of what a cohort, because that's what it's called, yep, right? Yep. Cohort. cohort. So, what it entails. You said you know Monday through Friday. Yep. Yep. Monday through Friday. So you get there what nine or nine or ten ish. We get there at nine or ten. They get there yeah. at eleven usually. Ten or eleven. Yeah. So then, um, I mean, there's introductions. Uh, Nate Majors. Uh, he will, uh, for the guy side, uh, will. Um, kind of go through introductions, kind of what's going to happen, all the safety stuff, you know. There's uh, a set of rules that everyone agrees to. Um, uh, the biggest thing, and I think that the the binder to everything in that is um, unconditional positive regard, right? Like just being – like you might not agree with what you just said, but this isn't the time or the place to argue about it. We just need to 
give that dude space. I'm gonna hold the space for him, no matter what he says. If I agree with it or not, right. I'm just I'm here. Yeah. Man. When yeah. when the floor is yours, the floor is yours, right? Mm-hmm. And then and there's some other you know uh, no war stories. If if it's part of your story, yes, but understand that like people might have. I hate the word triggers, but people might have um, reactions to whatever you're saying, right? Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, and then so Monday is uh, is really kind of an overview. You do dive into some stuff. Um, Tuesday, you're 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 in it. Um, you, it's a it's a it's a long, heavy day. Um, Wednesday, you kind of get into more of the sciences, more. The, that's behind you know the actual workings of you know why why we can say here and say oh we're all the same you know mm-hmm. weird that worked yeah because you know yeah. uh and there's little tidbits of that the entire like yeah way through but like really dive into it then yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then uh thursday is uh the equestrian day you know that kind of thing uh and then you, you there's there's more to that also you know uh but really uh my my overview if i was to say like you know the claim to fame for them is that they don't stick to one path per se. Like they're not like, you know, like uh war horses for veterans. Great, great place. But I mean, it's in their name, yeah. right? They're like, it's equestrian. Right. Yeah. And again, there's layers to that, right? Yeah. There's different avenues or different, different, um, you know, programs you can get with them. But, um, like that's their deal. Right. Yeah. Um, for the battle within, they kind of just put like, you're just like kind of throwing racquetballs, like, and seeing which ones you kind of catch, right? right? So whether that's you know the group talk, whether that's meditation, yoga, you know, um, whatever it is, you know, being in nature, like not being in the traffic every day, getting up, doing an hour drive. Like some people realize, like, and, and I did. Holy shit, man! I just woke up and I just walked from this space to this space, and it was outside. And I didn't get in my vehicle, which is hard for me. I love I love cars, <laughs> like so. It's hard for me to admit that. Like yeah. I just simply got my shoes on and we walked from here to there, and I was in nature, right? Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it's it's really it's it's just taking a bunch of racquetballs, throwing them back and forth, and seeing which ones you you know you catch. Which what's your jam, right? Yeah. Um. So. Um. Yeah, um, and then unexpectedly, that's kind of one of my things that I fell into is a, a part-time job with uh, with Casey Cattle Company. And unbeknownst to me, uh, I thought I was just going to be working with a bunch of cool dudes. Uh, it is that. Uh, but then being outside and being around uh, veterans who are, are doing good, right, who are working, like ridiculously working, uh, and being outside and being in that environment and showing up and being outside it's weird like i never and the guys on my shift give me a hard time like do you get to ride a horse you know i'm like it's yeah and i haven't even killed anyone yet you know like it's nothing like yellowstone it's not what i signed up for uh i, I you have to earn the hat i had i don't know what you got to do maybe if i you know i don't know i think there's probably a feldman's close i can't do that you know i can't what's that what's we brought it up the other day at uh at uh uh, in the bay, we were talking. Uh, what's that? Poser. The word, yeah. Does that hit you? Like that's like seventh grade. Like someone that was oh, the yeah. deepest dig. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You get a new hat or shirt, and someone's like, "Hey, the fucking poser," and you're like, <laughs> "Right." So I can't do that. I can't just you know. Uh, it's like getting a a bell for your bike. 
Right. You know, you, you can't buy your own one. Right. That somebody has right. to give it to you. Yeah. So, you know. yeah. So the guys on my ship, give me, they, they give me a hard time, you know. You know, you got to, uh, uh, what do they say, uh, massage the cows today. <laughs> like, it's not my, it's not my particular job, but. Or milk. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not a dairy farm. Couple bulls, <laughs> but but yeah, that's been awesome for me. And it's it was just I I left a a different part time job, and I said I'm done with it. I'm just going to work my thing. Uh, I kind of have a extracurricular hobby of of uh, doing some things with cars, so I was like, I'll just you know do into that. And my wife's like, please don't do that. Uh, <laughs> it's cheap, cost cheap money. Hobby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, you saw the Jeep out there. Well, yeah, I yeah. went too. Yeah, I so, saw the Gladiator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys, do you guys have therapist? There's a thing for Jeep people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's called it's Arkansas. Called, uh, yeah, it's called yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I got out of it. We'll talk later. Got out of a part time. Yeah, I don't need to be free with that. Yeah. I don't need to hear most. Uh, got out of a part time job that I'd worked at for a while, uh, but it was just monotonous, um, and was was kind of wearing on me more than I thought, you know? And my wife really sat me down and was like, cause this, like you used to enjoy this and now it just seems more frustrating and like, uh, it's that day. Okay. I got to go do that. You know? So, um, had a conversation with the, with the owner of the company and, um, I mean, I, I don't want to say he was cool with it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I left, um, still a great dude, great company. And, you know, I, I, with some all the best, but it just wasn't my jam anymore, yeah. you know. Um, and I was out of work for two weeks. <laughs> and uh, Casey, work. K- yeah. yeah, Casey Cattle Company was. Um, I was a customer. Like I'd go up to the ranch and buy steaks and talk to the guys and kind of bullshitting. Um, then they posted, "Hey, we need some help." And I talked with my wife, and she was like, "I mean, you've done dumber things." You know, <laughs> that's a, yeah. that's a glowing recommendation. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, basically I like, give Accurate, it a try. Yeah. Cause like, but I went in, I was like, I don't like, it's in the name cattle. Yeah. And you grew up in the middle of the city, didn't you? Well, East independence. I know what a yeah. cornfield looks like, <laughs> you know, but I, I don't know, you know, and, and I went out there and I mean, I was brutally honest. Like if you want me to take those things from there to there, like I'm going to have to Google it, <laughs> you know, YouTube video, something. Uh, so the, the level for entry is not very high, uh, but the work ethic is amazing. You know, people, you know, the, the owner, Pat, he's awesome dude. And people always, you know, come in like, Oh, you know, are you Pat? Like, Nope. Oh, you work for Pat. No, no. I work with Pat because Pat, your owner still working his ass off. You know, the operations guy, everyone there, there's no like realm of hierarchy i guess you'd say like if someone asks you to do something it's because they're busy as shit doing something else yeah. you know what i mean and as soon as they're done with that they're coming back to help you you know what i mean it's not like oh i'm done with my job minions <laughs> yeah you know uh it's, hey, it's hey, awesome he won yeah he won go teach his class yeah <laughs> so i clogged the toilet uh <laughs> no it's awesome it, and um i didn't expect it to be as rounded like helpful wise for me um i just thought it'd be a cool thing to do you know i'd never uh, like i said i'd never been around cattle before never done anything like that so uh it was awesome awesome group of guys and yeah so that was unexpected and i kind of came back thought about my week and the weeks that i'm into her like 
You just pull up and you're just outside. If you got to do something that's over there, like you walk. Yeah. You know? So. Well, guys, thanks for coming. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Billy, why don't we start with you? Closing thoughts. I thought we were going to start with Craig with that. No, I started the first start. <laughs> Closing thoughts uh, on what? Give me some guidelines here. It's your closing thoughts, man. That's not I, fucking I, fair. I, um, if I tell you what to say, it's not really your really closing thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would just say for anybody out there, like, to really, your mental health matters. You absolutely are not alone. Um, learn to give yourself grace more than fucking anything else. Makes a world of difference. Makes all the difference in the world, to be honest. About all I got. Hmm. Craig? Uh, yeah. Uh, take that leap. Matter if it's if it's talking with your peer support, if it's um, talking with a therapist, if it's coming through a valor, uh, the battle within. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of other programs out there, you know, for veterans, for first responders. Um, just do it. I mean, well, the the biggest leap is taking that. You know, even the thought of oh shit, I do need help. I'm not in charge of this ship right now, right? Um, that is a leap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. humble pie. It's not tasty, but it is filling, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. And like, I mean, we mentioned it before the, the, the worst thing that can happen is that you go and stay with a group of dudes for a week. Yeah. So what do you get to lose? Yeah. And if you don't mind, sure. I'm going to plug uh Casey cattle company. We are looking for veterans All right. for a hire. So cool. Check them out online. Awesome. Come work with me. You get to be outside. Outside. Yeah. 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 And and the, we have a retail store also. And it's, I never want to admit that at 40, I'm working retail some days. Uh, but we have awesome, we have awesome customers. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like try on these pants. Uh, <laughs> no, we have awesome customers. Uh, and that is the basis of it. Right. Customers are awesome. Uh, the product is awesome. So a good day whether you're at the ranch or the store the product is awesome yeah some of the guys get to reap the benefits at the fire station that must be nice yeah i don't complain about it (laughs) yeah i wouldn't either yeah i just keep my mouth shut until it's time to eat yeah what about you closing closing arguments closing arguments yeah i don't have any arguments um (laughs) but we'll end the show like we do every time um everybody thanks for stopping by if you are struggling, reach out. There are resources out there. They just told you about several of them. Battle Within, War Horse Veterans, Valor. I mean, the list goes on. Um, even if, your EAP. Yeah, even your EAP. That, yep. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, there are resources out there. If you know somebody that is struggling, and look, we spend a majority of our lives together in the station or in the squad car together, or in the same unit, or whatever, you you know these people. You know if there's something going on. Just open your eyes and look. Reach out to them. Let them know you care. Let them know they're not alone. 
let them know what resources are available to them. So everybody take care of yourself. Thanks for stopping by.